Cuss Corner, Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner, Cuss Corner. <laughs> it's not what it's called. I heard that is what it's called. Well, you just because you keep calling it that. Well, I'm the one who names the show, pal. Of course, that's what it's going to be called. Yeah. Top cat corner is better. No, calling it anything else would be disingenuous. You even call it just, the corner, Tim. Well, the corner also works fine, I think. So it's both the and corner capitalized. Well, I mean, they would be capitalized in the name Cuss Corner. There'd be no the, but if you just want to colloquially call it that, then I think we're good to go. Well, by saying the Cuss Corner, that, that really leaves it open to interpretation as to whether or not he's the only cussed person in the world. Oh, he's or not. Or the most cussed person and therefore is the cussed. Yeah, I suppose that's true. No, least. No, that's not true at all. All right, so if people don't know what Cuss Corner is, first of all, I don't know what the hell you're doing watching this, but welcome. For the fantasy info. Yeah, for all the fantasy info you want. No fantasy info this today. Is it hot roster? No, or the rotation. Hot roster. Um, so what we do is we have Tim Undercast. Tim Undercast. On the phone, and he will, you know, bring us through what's going on in his world. Usually, it's just Gary and I pontificating about fantasy. That's not what Tim's all about. Tim's about being a man of the people, isn't that right, Tim? I am. The, the people demand it, and I give it what they. I give them what they want. How so, many babies have you kissed in the last seven days, Tim? <laughs> Enough to get on None. that list. <laughs> How many doors have you had to knock on in the last week, Tim? <laughs> So here's what we're going to do. Tim's going to pick his own topic, stuff that is bothering him or he has come up with. Plus, I asked the peoples because Tim is the tribune of the people. So the way he already knows these questions. Oh, no, he does not. Well, he, he, he is the, the mouthpiece of the people. Well, yes, he, he is very familiar with the topics because he knows what the people yeah. want and what the people demand and what their questions are. These specific questions he has not seen yet. But we'll let Tim start with his own. Tim, the floor is yours. Okay, well... Because I had to get on an airplane this week. I thought I would pontificate for a while about my annoyances with airline travel. Okay. The various habits that people need to get out of. So, I'll begin with people who bring food on planes should be arrested. <laughs> there, you know, there's, there's nothing worse in the world than getting on an airplane, getting yourself situated, and the fool in front of you brought on a hamburger or something and eats it before the flight takes off or while it's taking off. Because then all the plane is left with is that stale odor, whatever they were trying to consume, that lingers all around the cabin, and it's disgusting. People like that need to be socially ostracized at all costs. Should so there be like a me. like a flight length or duration sort of like asterisk on this? Like, what if you're on a like eight or nine hour flight? Should you be allowed to bring food then? Well, no. Unless if you're served food, you can eat the food that's served. Otherwise, you eat nothing. Well, don't see, bring on fast see food. I don't I don't I mean fast food I'm kind of with them it's a I bit feel like much. there's not much of a smell to fast food yeah there can be depends on what people get oh there was like a hamburger or something oh god well I feel like a hamburger is a pretty middle of the road thing like I've ridden the TTC or the public transit in Scarborough my entire life like there's people eating curry on there there's people eating weird yeah, well, sorts of fish that, that on is, there like a hamburger the for me is against... not the worst thing in the world well yeah but that's the war of all against all airline travel is a little bit more cut above What's going on on the Toronto City Transit? Like, come on. I'm just saying, a hamburger is really not the biggest concern to me. Okay, well, you know what? It's a big concern to me. I don't need that smell wafting through the air-conditioned and air-controlled cabin 
that I have to smell that for four hours. That's disgusting. Those people need to stop that. Also, people need to stop telling me not to recline my seat. If I want to recline it, I am going to recline it. I paid good money for that seat. And if it has a reclining function, don't tell me that it's somehow inappropriate for me to use a function that's built into my chair. You don't want it to recline. You don't want people to recline. Stop making chairs that lean back. Now, let me ask you. No, hold on. Hold on a second. Who, who, Who is the one that is telling you not to recline your chair? Is it the person sitting behind you? Or is it like the flight attendant or air waitress, as I like to call them? No one said anything, but I got a look from somebody Ooh. that looked disapproving when I reclined my seat back, which just, I shouldn't feel awkward in any way, shape, or form. Listen, I'm not circus performer size. I need to recline my seat a little bit so that my legs are able to stretch uh, completely, so I'm not crammed into the seat. So if I need to recline at 12 degrees, which is all it goes back anyway in this day and age, there's no, there's no crime here. If it annoys the person behind me, let them lean back. You know, I've heard people say in the past, well, I like to do work on planes. Well, thankfully, that tra- that ban is coming in where you can't take your laptop on planes soon enough, and I can't wait for that. What? Furthermore, it is, yeah, like they're going to be banning. between. If you go between Europe and the States and then through parts of the States, you can't have your laptop on the plane anymore. For good reason. I mean, because that's for bombing, for like bomb reasons are concerned uh, that could be used for, for illegal transportation. But furthermore, my point is, your plane seat is not an office space. That is not your place to do work and to be seen amongst people doing work on a plane. You are there to travel and get things done. So I have zero sympathy for the people who say, oh, no, my writing space is cramped. I don't care. Your need to write on a plane is not as important as my ability to actually stretch out my legs on something I paid $400. Well, I paid good money for my seat, and I want to do work on the plane. Well, that's unfortunately... I can then you have to you should find an airline that doesn't allow my seat to recline that or some sort I was of even like... looking this up there's this little device that people can buy where they can latch it onto the seat in front of them to prevent that seat from going back even though it has the the, the, the mechanism to do so that just that that's that's what we've gotten into society where you can't allow people to use the slightest bit of luxury on I mean air travel sucks as it is already. You know, the one thing they haven't taken away yet is the capacity for you to move your seat back a little bit. And all of a sudden, even that seems inappropriate. Like, come on, get off your high horse and let people recline. You don't like your space being taken? Recline back yourself. Easy peasy. Yeah, like we'll have some sort of like passing lane where the third seat on every row is just sold to people who want to recline. And they all recline together like dominoes. How great! I, I'm still confused about who shot you a dirty look that you could see if you were reclining. Because theoretically, that would be the, the person, person who was on. I was on. I was on the window seat. The person who was in the middle seat looked at me. So the person sitting next to you? Yeah, looked at me. Just I think she just socially didn't approve of the fact I was reclining my chair. It was in no way affecting her. She just seemed annoyed that I was doing it. And I was like, "What are you looking at me for? What what, what crime have I committed?" By reclining my seat back. She was probably just upset that you smelled like cigs. I did not. Maybe that should be the new ban. You can't bring fast food onto the airplanes. Can't have a cig before you go on. Too much smell. No sense is good sense, Tim. Don't even start. That annoys me, too. You know what? No sense is good sense. I grew up at a time where people could wear sense and it was okay. You know, just because you can't... I don't understand it anymore. People shouldn't be wearing scents anyway. Anyone who wears cologne just smells bad. The the cologne's not helping you smell any better. Well, if you replace...
normal hygiene, of course not. But if you complement normal hygiene with a little bit of it, it's perfectly fine. No, it makes you know, it, it makes I, you I smell real desperate. It makes well, you, it, 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 it has ends, it has right? a twofold effect. I mean, if you just shower on a regular basis, there's never a need for cologne. Throw on some deodorant, you're good to go. You start taking like yeah, the, the, like the aftershave. You don't need to put on aftershave. You can just use a cream that has. I, no don't, s- I don't mind it. Well, if you don't mind it, then I guess it's fine then, isn't it? It's kind and of they, the, and they sell it at the store. Kind of the point of this, I, I guess so. I know. I, I I'm kind of with you on the fast food on airplanes, but I'm not against bringing food onto airplanes. Like sometimes, depending on the length of my trip, I'll have like a sandwich that I'll keep in there, and then like two hours in, I'll eat it. I'll bring some beef jerky on with me. That According I, to Tim, no, a hamburger is a sandwich, beef, so that devolves into a whole beef, other rabbit hole. That is true. Beef jerky, no, unacceptable. It has to be odorless. It's a dried on, meat. It has no smell. Beef jerky is a very strong smell, son. So, but you're no, okay. So you're not. upset that people wear scents, and you're upset that you can't wear scents anywhere. And now you're upset that it smells on the airplane. Those are two separate phenomena. One is a pleasant odor. The other it's one. It's not is a pleasant odor. I would take smelling the worst. I hate pickles. I hate the smell of pickles. I hate smell of mustard. But I would you take hate them as much as that lady. What lady? On Maury Povich, who was afraid of pickles. Oh, that notable person from Maury Povich. <laughs> You, we know you what know, Tim's well, doing with his daytime TV. Is Maury even on anymore? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think want, it is. I want to be making those Maury bucks some of these, on, uh, one of these days. What's the one American station out of Chicago we get? WGN. Love the Maury. Well, it's probably just syndicated across whatever. Like so, Judge yeah. Judy. They have, I, some station yesterday was, uh, was really pumping out their judge block. They had four hours of consecutive judges. Well, what are the judge shows now? Because Judge Mills Lane is no longer no, around. Judge Joe Brown's still doing his thing, I really? think. Really? Yeah. What about what about Judge Mathis? Then there's just the People's Court. And that's with the three of them? No, I think the People's Court is and one then person. Then there's, there's Hot Bench as well. That's the one I'm thinking of. Hot Bench. Hot be- is that Hot, hot one, Bench? Or is hot actually judges? pretty good. Is, is, oh, that one's good, is it? Yeah, I, th- I thoroughly enjoy I actually kind of like judge shows. What about Night Court? Fun. That wasn't a judge. That was a comedy. I'm aware, Tim. Yeah, it's a reality it show. On before you were, it was on before you were born. It was almost. It was on before you were born too. I've I've watched it in reruns with John Larroquette. <laughs> so so what you're saying is that your argument against Gary and not knowing what it is that it was on before he was born, yet it was also on before you were born, yet you've watched reruns. Well, so Gary is incapable of doing that. I get chastised all the time for making references to things that I shouldn't be able to reference. So I, one time I return the favor and I get jumped on. This is a safe place to make 80s references. I thought we all knew I don't that. Believe in, I don't believe in safe spaces. You know that. <laughs> but only scent-contained spaces <laughs> where Tim doesn't like the scent. I need to go to my smell panic room. Here's the it's, thing. If you want to... very common for... Go ahead. If you want to keep people from eating on the airplane, either serve better food on the airplane, make it with higher frequency, or make it cheaper. This can be a lead-in to a next question or a possible next question, but I find most American airports have a Chili's to go, so you can eat at a fine establishment before you get on the plane, and you're perfectly this fine. This is exactly what I did. I went to the Chili's at the airport before I got on the plane, and I had an excellent meal because Chili's is some of the finest dining you could have. Well, we'll get, and, to, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We have, we have a Chili's viewer question for you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> um, more airplane complaints. Some of these airlines, they have, like, rapping stewardess that come on Oh, up. they oh, try to be entertaining. God. Yeah, it's like, let me tell you about the safety rules. And, like, in this cool, like, yeah. faux hip-hop thing. Just shut the fuck up and, like, let's get on with this. Like, it makes me very upset. I really don't like also, it. Also, stop telling me to take my earphones out. If I don't want to listen for the 500th time of my life, you're telling me how to put my seatbelt on. I'm okay. 
let me listen to my podcast or doing whatever I'm doing. Well, I believe Stop that, bothering me. I believe that's like a law that you can't have that in. Like, why is that a law? Because they are law? liable for your safety until they tell you these are all the things you have to do. Now we are no longer liable. If that plane is going down, if you think that anyone on that plane is going to coolly and rationally remember the instructions they were given, and not just be a, be a complete freakout like the fire, uh, like the fire drill at the at the nuclear power plant, you're crazy. What if Sully's piloting the plane? Well, but did, or coked out Denzel over. or Stryker. <laughs> like, I, go ahead. I hate all these rules. They, all those rules need to go away. Leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Stop bothering me. Let me recline my seat and don't talk to me. That's why I prefer always, always to be on the window seat. So you never have to get up. No one ever has to bother you. You can just stay there the entire time. So you like the window seat? hundred percent. What are you listening you to in your, your headphones mind, instead of listening to them? Podcasts, radios, music. See, I don't, I don't, I don't like that they come by to tell you, like, oh, oh, it's, it's during takeoff. You can't have your headphones on for this. Like, you yeah, can't, like you we're can't in have your device school, on. and they want me to put my hands on my desk well, and sit up straight. Well, it's not that. It's just I think it's pretty clear that if you have like a computer on, or let's say you forget to put your air your phone in airplane mode when you go on, I'm sure people don't always do it because I don't always do it. It's not bringing the plane down. Like, I, oh that, my god, no. So I don't get what the point is. It's I'm sure there's there's like one one millionth of a thing that requires insurance regulations that they have to go through this. I don't know. Maybe they're sadistic. I have no idea. But it's, it's the big phone companies annoying. who charge you for airplane mode. Oh. I'll just get Ty Domi to talk them down. What? Wi-Fi on planes <laughs> is also too expensive. Oh, I would never buy Wi-Fi on a plane. Why? It's too busy uh, you are a and... sucker if you buy. You're a sucker if you buy Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi on a plane. You just download everything you need before you get on the plane. Show up. 45 minutes early, so you can download and get everything you need on your computer or phone before you get on the plane, because almost every airport has free Wi-Fi now. Then you're good to go once you get on the plane. Yeah, but what if you want to watch something live on the plane or pay attention to stuff on the plane? Well, you know what? One of the nice things about planes is that you are actually disconnected from all of that nonsense. Yeah, but you don't need to be. You don't need to be, but there is something nice and something that is gained, gained from being sort of disconnected from the entire digital world that I have us having our eyes turned down for the entire time. I'm guilty as anybody else would be constantly on my phone. There's something nice about being disengaged from that world. Disconnected for, for from the digital world moment. in a flying spaceship. A flying spaceship <laughs> where I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah, I know, but it's still not the same thing as being like instantly connected at all times to everything. But you can be uh, if there's yeah. Wi-Fi on the plane. Yeah. It's just I too know, pricey. I don't like it. No, well, it, we're used to not paying anything for Wi-Fi. Do they so charge like, you for the hour or by, like, the gig? Oh, by the hour. You have to, like, yeah. re-up. That's, it's a real yeah, it's just a, a business. I mean, airlines are just shakedown operations in this day and age anyway, well, right? Yeah, you got nowhere to they go, to, Tim. You're in the air. And, like, I knew this was going to happen. The day they started, in Canada anyway, the day they started charging for you to check your bags, the result was not going to be people checking their bags less. It was going to be people jamming everything under the sun into their carry-ons and trying to jam them into the overhead compartment, hoping to you know, be given a free checked bag when they're in the airplane and say, oh, I can't sit. I knew that was going to happen because people are naturally very cheap, and I get that. And th- now every time I get on a plane, there's a mad dash 
for people to get into the plane first so they can jam their massive suitcase that there was no quality control that allowed them to take them up to the gate. Like, that annoys me, too. I think that if, I mean, I don't check bags unless I'm going somewhere for an extended period of time. Like if you're, yeah, me, if, me either. If you're traveling for a week or less, if you have anything more than a carry-on, that's on you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, unless you're bringing something valuable or something. There's no need. A week, like when we went to Phoenix, I didn't, I didn't bring any bag. I didn't bring a check bag. No, neither did I. I, I just brought in no my, my carry-on my backpack. I was good to go. Precisely. There's like oh, yeah, nothing you else you need. down there, right? Yeah. Well. Millennials just can't afford to check their bags. And their carry-on, is oh, they need yeah, to have it next yeah, to them so they can get their access to their Nutella-covered spoons. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, what or are some... Make sure they can fit their... Make sure their fit, fixed-gear bike can fit in the overhead or something. You say six-gear bike? Their fixed-gear bike. It's a fixed... We're doing some research. It's one of the things that millennials and hipsters love. What? Fixed-gear bikes? Yes. Is that like when you don't have the access to change your gears? Or they don't, I think just don't have exactly gears? What is that? Yes. I, I believe so, yes. It didn't seem like you did enough research on that one. I didn't do much. What do you call those old-timey bikes with the big wheel in the front and the small wheel in the back? They're called penny farthings. Ah, there you go. Would you, is it because the front because the front is a farthing, a huge coin, and the back ones are pennies, so like little coins. Oh, interesting facts from Tim Andrica. So how can we improve oh, the airlines here? So one of the things that I don't like, and I've had this on a few flights, is someone orders this like pizza, like microwave pizza. Oh. And, like, you want to talk about smells. That's a disgusting smell. I feel like mm-hmm. anything that involves a microwave should be off limits. I think it's all done by microwaves. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Or they don't have a stove in well, the back of the be. plane. To be yeah, fit, well, I thought it was more just, like, sort of pre... I haven't been on a plane in 13 years. Oh, my God. Going to Halifax in a month will be the first time I've been on a plane since I was 12. Scared of flying? No, I just... Don't fly? Poor. Oh, okay. But uh, flying is so affordable these days. I guess. I drive a lot of places. I don't know. No, driving sounds awful. But see, when you live in the center of the universe, why would you want to go anywhere else? I suppose that's true. Tim, you can teach me so much about Halifax when I'm there. I can, but I can just show you this video. I've already shown Gary in the video. Well, then that's why I really have nothing left to teach you. Okay. Yeah, if people want to know about Halifax, Nova Scotia, just go to YouTube and type in All About Halifax, and you'll find it out. I feel like having a time is a good representation of the East Coast as well. Well, that's, that's more Newfoundland. No, that's a very Newfoundland-centric thing. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. just like Lacadie Beach, the Acadian version of Jersey Shore. <laughs> that's also a real thing. <laughs> or Pogi Beach. Or Pogi Beach. That's, that's pure oh, PEI. It's been so long since we've watched Pogi See, Beach. See, there are so many different elements of the East Coast of Canada that people just don't know. You're about to experience Halifax, the best part of it. And then yes. you don't need to see the rest. You can just come back here you on go. your plane. Hey! So any other plane-related thoughts, Tim? So those are the two things that were annoying me most. Oh, you know what I don't like? When people, you know how they have like zones, like, oh, if you're between here and here, like, yes. get, get in line. I don't like that people preemptively get in line when they're not a part of that grouping just to oh, get ahead of you. Oh, that is the absolute worst. It's not that good. absolute worst. Like, your ticket says you're in zones one, two, three, four, five. When they say, okay, zone three, even if you're in zone five, you don't need to get ready so you're the first one. Come on, get off of it. You know, that it, these are not complicated, folks. I do like to oh. book my seats at the front of the plane, though. I like to sit as close to the front as possible. Yeah, I mean, the the uh, the best way to go is emergency exits, and then as far as front as possible to the back, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily need the extra comfort of the emergency seats, because, you know, like you said, you're not circus performer size. I am. Everything's comfortable yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The... the also, I don't need that responsibility on my shoulders. 
opening the damn I, door. I, I, see, I, I don't mind I, it. Oh, yeah, because you don't care. You wouldn't do anything. Yes, I would. I wouldn't be like that guy in The Simpsons. With you the wouldn't know what to do because you're listening to your down. rap music instead of listening to the stewardess talk. Oh, no, no, because they make they have to talk to you one-on-one when you're in the emergency room and explain to you things. You have to look them in the eye and pretend like you care. Yeah, yeah. I don't need FaceTime. I know how to the, take the door the off and throw it out, and I would or no, steward. I, I'd be fine. You would be fine? I, I would not trust you. With my life, I don't know. That'd be tough. I'm the sort of person that is ice cold in a crisis. I would be perfectly fine. See, I don't know about that. Like that crisis you had yeah. about doing a cartwheel and never did it. I never panicked about it. That wasn't a crisis. It seems like you're pretty panicked about it because you still won't do it. Well, I, I'm listen. I am practicing. I don't get how you can be practicing. You you're either doing them or you're not doing them. <laughs> you're either practicing falling or you're doing a cartwheel. I'm attempting to do them. It takes time. All good things to those who await. Okay, let's get to a viewer question here. Where is it? Do you. You ask it here, Gary, because I think you had it on the sheet. Uh, which one are we looking at? The, the Chili's The one. Chili's question? Okay. Um, Tim, Dustin Robinson asks, As a millennial, how does Tim afford to eat at such fine establishments such as Chili's? Any savings tips? Well, I suppose I have several savings tips. One, I don't buy avocado toast, so that saves me money. B, I don't go out to I the finally went to a place two, three, that served avocado toast. It was the first time I'd ever seen it on a menu. You know, I eat avocado toast for breakfast like every day. I just buy an avocado and sure. a loaf of bread and make it at home. Sure, but I'm just <laughs> saying it was the first time I'd ever seen a place that actually sold it. And I, I was very proud and that, how, I, that you, I somehow withstood the, my inner millennial urges to buy avocado toast. How much toast. was it? Uh, 14 bucks, I think. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, see, that's exactly I told you. There was other stuff on it, though. There was, like, uh, money, prosciutto or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there was thirteen fifty in money sitting on top of it. How much, how much was it if you didn't want to send it to college? Sorry? How much was it if you didn't want to send it to college? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you have that one written down, Tim? <laughs> no, but it's a pretty good one. <laughs> Okay, so you don't buy avocado toast. How else can we save money, Tim? How else do you say? How else do I save money? Well, I save money on soap and water by buying disposable dishes most of the time. Oh save yes, time and money. I, I also think that I don't know. Here's the thing: like, how much are these plates costing you? I'm at Costco. So it's like four bucks for like a ton. And when you say a ton, how many? Oh, hundred, two hundred. 100 or 200? Wouldn't it just be better to buy like $10 plates? You know, we need one of them. Yeah, but then it's really inconvenient. You got to wash every damn time. And what if you break it? Then you got to buy a new one. But you and but you like, get you get to live with the sanity that you're not an insane person you're using paper plates and so much cupboard space. I guarantee I guarantee you that any bachelor after about 2 weeks makes the complete switch to to paper plates on their own. They just do. I see. I I, I don't say, oh, I don't use, think that's accurate, Tim. I don't think most I don't think most bachelors out there are like you know what paper plate. I'm just giving up on life. I'm going paper plates. Not giving up is just that's the default move. It's what every bachelor does. They don't want to admit it, but they do. Hot take. Everyone prefers paper plates to non-paper plates. They're just better. I used paper plates <laughs> once for a year. We were living. We started out with plates. There was four of us living in a. In a house during college, and you basically turned into a frat house. There was like <laughs> 15 people there every day using all our plates. We didn't have, and we didn't have a dishwasher. We didn't have the wherewithal to continue to keep up with the massive amount 
of because people didn't want to do dishes. So they yeah. just piled up in the kitchen. So we just said, screw it. We're going to paper plates. You use paper plates if you want. And I felt low then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save your my, uh, other thing I like to do is, is save my change. I have known so many people. You don't throw it in the garbage? <laughs> no, who just lose track of their dimes and their nickels. and it's just, they're, you know, they're all over the place and disorganized. I put all my change in one little spot so that every few months I take it to the place where they roll it, the, the machine rolls it for you and I have extra money. Oh, saving yeah, but that's not saving money. If you were really concerned about saving money, you wouldn't bring it to the place that rolls it for yourself. Yeah, they take a cut. Yeah, they take a cut of that. You just go buy your own stuff and roll it yourself. You could do that, but I'm lazy. Another way to save money is try to use cash to buy things. No, that is, the, cash, that is the worst idea when, in the world. Because when you use cash to buy things, you are more aware of the physical money you are spending on something. And therefore, less likely to overspend than if you were using plastic. It's like being at a casino, right, and having chips in front of you versus having cash in front of you. You're less likely to spend cash than you are a chip. It works the same here. If you have the physical dollars in your hand, you will have a greater appreciation for the money you are spending on that product. Therefore, you are less likely to spend money on something frivolous if you try whenever possible, and I encourage you all to try to use cash whenever possible. All right, I'm going to talk people out of that in just one second here. Two things to kind of expand on that. One, he is right about the casino. Yes. Having chips in front of you really takes away the idea that it's money. That's why they have them. Yeah. And to keep track of everything. It's, it desensitizes it. Yeah, and you can just play as many chips as you want. You don't really care because you're not thinking about it. Conversely, when I have cash in my pocket, you know, they say money burns a hole in your pocket. If I have cash, I'm far more likely just to spend it all. Just going to be like, oh, man, cash, cool. Let me spend all this. Now, the other way is why you shouldn't use cash everywhere. If you have the cash to pay for things, and let's say, in Tim, in your world, you do because you're paying in cash. Obviously, you have that money. It's not just, you know, fantasy money that you can put on a credit card. The better thing to do is to get a good rewards credit card, pay for everything on a credit card, and they have these things, these apps on the phones now. So you have the money in your account, you just quickly transfer the money from your account onto the credit card as soon as you buy anything, and then you actually get stuff for spending money that you're spending already. And if those millennials that you keep bemoaning for not buying real estate ever want to buy real estate, they have to have a credit score. So... Uh, perhaps I, miss, I put my point poorly. Of course, I agree that like bigger purchases and things, you need to have a credit. You should be using credit card. No, any anything, any purchase you make, if you can make it on a credit no. card, you should make it on a credit card. There is nothing lower than going to Tim Hortons and spend, using your credit card for a dollar fifty cup of coffee. I, that drives me. Why? Nuts. It's People, fa- it's faster it for one thing. One of the great things that used to be about Tim Hortons to like two or three years ago is they only took cash, and I respected that. Because there is no reason, I, I hate those people that spend $2.50 on their Visa card. That's why the good Lord invented cash, for you to just to make a quick transfer in and out, not to be using your card to buy these things. No, 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 no. Under no circumstances, unless you are destitute, should you be using your Visa card or, God forbid, debit card for a 2 or $3 purchase. And I've done it in the past. I'm guilty as anybody else, but I know it's wrong when I do it. Tim, you should, whenever possible, try to use cash for these things. Uh, I'm going to throw this out here. You save money like a poor person. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. You're, you're not. You're not. Well, I, you're not properly putting your money to use. It's like people who have like eight thousand dollars in a checking account. That money should be in investments. Let your money make money for you. It's just like the credit card thing. The more money you can put on your credit card if you're making that purchase already, the better it is to do it, pay it off immediately, and get something out of it, no matter how much or little it is, because it all adds up. I buy like three coffees a day. They're six bucks. I'm halfway to an air mile. 
No, see, I think you're just I think you're just being penny wise and pound foolish then. I, why? Because I'm trying to just, spend my money and get something out of it too. I think there's no. You don't need you don't need to do that. Why don't I need to do it? I do it every single purchase I make. Why would I want to use cash? Then I have to carry cash around with me. Oh yeah, what? A, what? I'm sorry. What an inconvenience! It is an inconvenience. I can I can carry be robbed. I can carry a card with me. And listen, my pockets are full. I got a phone. I got cigs. I got keys. I don't even use a wallet. I just have a butterfly clip that just has cards in it. <laughs> That's on my list too. Like people need to start using wallets full time. Wallets are too big. What are you, George money. Costanza? No. I What's your fascination money. with paper money, Tim? If we got paper money, we'd kill the underground economy. Well, I don't think our money's even made. It's made out of polymer now, for God's sakes. Which also bothers me. But anyway, that's a different story. So do you have any more savings tips that aren't really savings tips? Just a poor use exactly. of your money? Okay, these, are, these are all savings tips. So, they're all good, it's all so, good so don't buy avocado toast. Use paper plates. And like, How much money are you re- realistically saving on this stuff? I don't know. I haven't done the calculus. I'm, also, I'm trying to come up with this off the top of my head. I didn't realize I was going to be asked for my money-saving tips. Well, I think uh, I, uh, to, I think I just I provided a great way to do all this. How much How much money are you willing to spend on a haircut, Tim? No more than twenty bucks. See, I'm my no, hair does not need to. Yeah, I'm no more than forty. But yeah, that, that's, I think ma- that's mainly where I am. Before, I, but I'm sort of like I wanna. I don't want to spend more than forty, but I want to spend at least twenty. Well, it depends on where you go. You go to Chinatown, and get your hair haircut for like five bucks. I've done it. You don't want to do that. Yeah, that's, it's not the best haircut. Cam Stewart will brag constantly about his eight dollar haircuts and. And, and his cuts on the back of his head. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's obviously limits, and and yeah, between twenty and thirty, I guess thirty bucks would be the upper limit for me that I would tolerate. I mean, because I'm just getting a normal cut. Nothing fancy is going on with my hair. It's funny. Uh, I asked someone at a party the other day, like what they paid for their haircut, and they said it was sixty bucks, but they got a scotch with it. Oh, see, I've been to a place where well, I had beer, okay. a stein of beer, and had a haircut. It was nice. It was only forty bucks. I don't yeah. like again. That's such nonsense. Mixing of worlds again for no reason. It's such a millennial thing. Can't just go get my haircut. No, I have to have a drink with it, or I have to have a scotch with it. I have to go to, the, to my champagne bar to be entertained. Like, get off of this, folks. There are things. There are places in time. You don't need to have a scotch while you're getting your haircut. You get your haircut. You focus on your hair getting cut, and you leave, and you go have a scotch later or a drink later. Well, you don't need to fuse all these things together. Well, like. It's just everything's a smorgasbord of, of delights and interests now, and that drives me insane. You don't need to go to that place, Tim. I feel like Tim no, no, also is, no, is forcing places, you to go. No, but those places shouldn't even exist. Why? Like, why why do you like, hate options what, for people? If people can afford like, to go there and spend their money and that's how they want to spend their money, who are you to tell them no? I'm saying that it's late-stage capital living to do that kind of stuff. Like, it's just purposelessness. Also, if you're trying to save money, probably not the best place yeah, to go. Yeah, not, not a great thing to do. But No, I can't imagine. But, you know, these people don't care about their money. They'll set it on fire. I feel like Tim eats his dinners a lot like a hungry man where there's like Well, Tim meat. eats hungry man dinners. I, I know, but like there shouldn't be anything more also than a like great, a meat, a grain, and a vegetable, and they should all be separated. There's a way to save money. And they should, if possible, be like monochromatic in terms of colors. If you switch to one hungry man dinner a week, there, there you're saving money. Yeah, Those are you're one step closer good. to buying diabetes medicine. Well, <laughs> thanks. Well, yeah, if you die at country, 45, you don't need to save money. That's the answer. Yeah, you eat your hungry man dinners, and you'll end up with diabetes. Well, there's a man in the White House who's over 70 who eats hungry mans all the time. So he, he's you know. he's also potentially, probably not, a billionaire and has access to very good medical treatment. 
So do we. I guess so. Hey, if you're not on a plan, you're not going to get your diabetes medication, Tim. Yeah, okay. Hung, hungry man dinners. What do you eat the rest of the day? Those Michelina put it in the microwave dinners? There's nothing wrong with them. A good pizza I'm a fan Lunchable? of dinners. So, I'm a fan of Lunchables. So Tim's, I, wrong with any of these things. So, so Tim's saving methods really boil down to he lives like someone who makes $3,000 a year. He lives like a college student. <laughs> yeah, you live like a college student. You're trying to save money in every corner without, you know, what, what, besides SIGs, what do you spend your money on? Coffee. Coffee and SIGs? Frosties. Secret Frosties. Oh, yeah. Are you having secret Frosties? Absolutely not. I will not crack. I will not be broken. Uh, yeah, I saw someone out there on the internet doing this already on Twitter, sending pictures of Frosties to Tim every single day to tempt him into buying a Frosty. I've seen many people. I feel like, Tim, how many p- photos of Frosties have you got in the last seven days? Oh, it, sometimes it's only one or two. Some days, other days, like six, seven, eight. I think that everyone out there every day should send a picture of a Frosty to Tim to get him to crack the Wendy's band. And if someone wants to dunk I a nug in the Frosty, then show that to Tim even better. Oh, video that would, that preferable. Would turn my stomach. Let's stick like with even Paul Shaughnessy's been sending me photos oh. of actual of actual ones he's eating. Oh, see, excellent. See, it looks like he's enjoying them. They're cheaper this <sighs> summer. Well. I, he sent me one that looked all melted, and I made fun of him about it. Yeah, because he had eaten his meal before the Frosty. Well, that's all. There, there's a pro tip. If you're going to buy ice cream at McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever, buy it after you buy your meal. Don't buy it at the same time. That's I know you, it's, it's annoying to have to go back to buy it, but, like, it is such a good idea because it doesn't melt on you at that point. My- like, you say you're going to Dairy Queen and you want a peanut, peanut butter parfait. Don't order it when you get your Brazier burger and your fries or whatever. Eat your meal first, then go back and get your peanut butter parfait. How many? What percentage of people do you think go to Dairy Queen to eat a meal? Lots. Do they? I, I don't like know. It's 30, a low 40% percentage. at least. What's that? Oh, higher, uh, higher than you think. I don't know. I don't know about Unless that. Unless it's like the only fast food joint in your area. Like I, I feel like most no, people no, are taking the drive through option at a Dairy Queen. I don't think so. I think you're underestimating just how many people like to go to Dairy Queen for its food. They have hot eats. And cool treats. Yes. They'll make it right, Garyan. So, <laughs> savings tips from Tim besides you know, just buy really low rent stuff and don't spend money and then you, you know, invest your money poorly and don't make it work for you is Tim's real savings tactics. Um, so well, you're not talking about investing. You're just talking about using a credit card. That's not investing. I think it's I think you were right. If you have nine or 10000 in a checking account or whatever, throw it into some investments. Yeah, but I totally agree. But with even that. with a credit card, you're still making your money work for you. If you have the cash to pay it off, pay it off right away after you use it, and then you get benefits from spending that money. I think that's true, but to a to an extent, well, well, I think there's something I don't understand low. how it could be to an extent. It's either yes or no. Dignity, because your dignity is worth something. Your dignity is more important than the than the half an air mile you might get from your coffee. I'm sorry. You have to weigh these things out. What you find is that that's more important. Yeah, but I'm having a whole bunch of these over the course of time. They add up, Tim. It's just important. Tim weighs his dignity at half an air mile. Half an air mile <laughs> at a time. Yeah. That's so, right. I put a price on it. So how many, it doesn't need to be air miles. It could be cash back, like 4% cash back at certain places. Like I have different credit cards that I use at different places because there are special rates that I get. Like if I use my American Express at a restaurant, I get four times as many points. When I use that somewhere else, I don't get it, so I use my MasterCard there. Oh, I can't be bothered to figure all that nonsense out. Oh, yeah, it's real, it's real complicated. Complicated stuff. Well, you have time to pay all this stuff off on the plane rides you take. Tim can't be bothered. He wants to disconnect. (laughs) Also, there's an app that you can get now. I forget what it's called. Uh, 
My wife just got it. Um, but she was carrying around like an Optimum card, an Air Miles card, like a whole bunch of like different cards for different yeah, places. Just, oh, I've yeah. It, it puts cards. them all in the same yeah, app. Just, yeah, it just puts them all in the same it's app. You cool. don't need to carry the cards anymore. That's that's fantastic. Do you have a problem with that? Because they're not is, – is there any dignity in using an Air Miles card? That's just an app on your phone, It's just Tim? ruining Big Wallet. Nothing wrong with it, but I don't quite understand how it would work. What do like, you mean? I carry all my cards with me. Like, I have my Optimum card, my Air Miles card, and my discount cards, and, the, and that, this, that. I don't know how I would – like, how do I fit – you can't put it into your phone or anything. Like, how does it get into your phone? They're like, how, it, it doesn't, the phone. How does the files phone are in the my, computer. They're in like, the computer? Know, like, how does my phone know what my Optimum card number is? I, I, I never told it that. Like, would I have to enter it in? You would just – How does that even work? You scan it. What do you mean I scan it? The app is a scan. You scan the card. The card goes into your phone. I don't understand. How do you not understand? Tim, let me ask you this. When you go to the airport, do you get your boarding pass on your phone, or do you physically go print out a copy? No, I get it on my phone now because you showed me how to add it to that thing on my that thing on my phone. Exactly. You do the same thing with the cards. Well, okay, but like the... Still kind of confused. What, what do I do with my old card? Just leave I it. Just chuck it. You can chuck it. You can leave it at home. You can do whatever you want with it. But you don't you, need to uh, carry it around with you. Snip all the time. them up. Scissor me timbers. Oh, scissor me timbers, Tim. <laughs> I've never heard of this app. It, it sounds intriguing, but I, I'm still sketchy on the details. Take a time out so I can tell you about Harry's razors. Harry, you can get everything delivered right to your door. You don't need to be a sucker and go to the grocery store, drugstore, anything like that. I use Harry's because it's convenient, and I get the best shave. And as someone who has to shave every single day, I look forward to every new shipment. and it's not costing me much, so I do enjoy it. Well, you know, we talk about savings, getting Harry's, big savings on that. And Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their free, their, sorry, they'll give you their trial shave set for free. That's a lot of S's in a row for me. I can't really handle that. Maybe I need a discount on that, too. When you sign up at harrys.com slash mayo, you just pay three bucks for the shipping, and that's it when you instantly sign up. And Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over three million guys have switched to Harry's. Jeff and Andy, just two ordinary guys, they were fed up with buying overpriced razors, and they started Harry's to fix shaving. And you know what? Done deal! They brought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience to ensure the highest quality. All products are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. So claim your free trial offer from Harry's today, a $13 value for free just when you sign up. Just cover the $3 in shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. To get your free trial set, go to harrys.com mayo right now. That's harrys.com mayo. Well, this gets us all back to you had a problem with wallets and people not using wallets anymore. This is another great way where you don't have to use a wallet. No, there's something manly and virile about having a wallet. I'm sorry. I will say, who are you to judge manly there, paper plates? I can state what is and what is not manly. You you know what is manly? manly Being able to do a cartwheel and not lying about it. I don't know if that's manly or not manly. I don't know. Why does everything have to come back to that? What? The cartwheel. The cartwheel? Because you said you'd do one. You wouldn't even try. I have been trying. It was just your boast that it was so easy to do. There's no one in the world that couldn't do a cartwheel. Yeah, I know. I shot my mouth off. Anyway, I don't see the point of wallets. 
I think there's a certain <laughs> like psychological value to a wallet. Maybe like I'm at a point where I've just been carrying a wallet for 17, 18 years, and if I don't have my wallet in my pocket where it normally is, I I feel like I've lost exactly. Something. I feel weird if my wallet's not in my back pocket. How much dead space not, exists in your wallet? Are you, are you carrying out hundreds with you all the time? Not a whole lot. There's not usually any money in it. There's yeah. cards, though. Yeah, how many cards do you have? Uh, like 15 to 20, probably. Do you need all those 15 yeah, to 20? Yeah, I'd say I have 20 cards plus, you know, cash on me. Yeah, I'd say that's right. Why do you need 15 to 20 cards? Yeah, well, because I have all these discount cards and, like, you know. Well, I've just told cards. you how you can get rid of that by this app. So, yeah. boom, take out eight right there. Okay, well, I feel like we have a new sponsorship. Okay, like, I still need to have my driver's license with me sure. and my cash with me. And there's, you know, I don't want to just carry around. I, I just feel like a money clip is far less safe. Something I'll lose more easily than I would lose my wallet. Now, I've had my wallet you know, for a long time. A, a money clip is one thing. I was using a money clip for a while. It's I prefer actually the butterfly clip, like the yeah. one you'll find around the office. Because nothing falls out of it, for one thing. It's snapped on. It's not a clip where if you take, like, one card out, then you get some real problems on the go. Unless you get a real fancy money clip, yeah, then, then you're probably good to go. But, I mean, realistically, what do you need to carry around with you in your wallet? You need to carry your driver's license. I have two credit cards. Bank I have card. I have a bank card. That's it. That's probably about it. And if I, ha- I probably just carry half the things I because I can carry them. Yeah. I will say I despise. Well, not despise, yeah. but Plus I feel I pity for people. I, like. Who have People like the wallet slash phone case where they oh, have all their cards in their phone case. You're putting too many eggs in that basket. Yeah. That, that, no, I mean, I agree. no, I agree. People lose their phone enough. Yeah. You don't need to lose all your crap along with it. No, I agree. But like I've always got like Tim cards or which are like uh, gift certificate cards to Tim Hortons or Subway gift certificate cards. And, you know, Who's I never know you when I'm going cards? to. Yeah, where are you getting like, all these gift cards from? I when. Christmas or birthdays or various events roll around that some people give me, and so I, I've always got them, and I don't always don't always think to use them, but they were always in my wallet. And uh, you know, so, so, so they're in your wallet. You don't even use them anyway. I feel like you need a more defined personality them. so that people can give you non-gift card gifts. Well, I prefer to use the gift cards when I'm in the store. I don't like using them in the drive-through because again, I don't like slowing down production to use my card like a fancy pants businessman trying to get my quarter of an air mile so that one day, too, I could, you know, like, I don't need to do that here in the drivers, in the drive through I'll just use my cash, thank you kindly. Yeah, but with cash, you actually have to give them the cash, they have to go to the register, they have to go give you change and bring right it back there. to you, or they can just put out the thing, you tap your card and you're on your way. It's way quicker well, to do it that store, way. Not every store has the tap function. Who doesn't have the tap, Tim? A lot of You sound don't. fucking tapped if you don't think that. <laughs> A lot of places are not set up for the tap, so. What sort of, I'm a fan of the shanty tap, businesses are you going to that doesn't have a tap? Well, I'm trying to think. Been to Walmart doesn't have a tap, for example. What? Uh, yes, Walmart yeah, has a last tap. Time I went to, last time I went to their super center, it did not have a tap. Also, where you go grocery shopping, complained about the avocados not being ripe. Well, those were just, they were like limes. They were hard and yellow, and I was frustrated. And I asked if I could speak to the produce manager because I wanted to lodge a complaint produce manager wasn't there, but I told the person working in that section that this is unacceptable, and I guarantee that customers would not be happy. And I was told I was not that this was not the first person who's complained about the quality of avocados there. You, you, you're you're doing your produce shopping at a Walmart. There's not a whole lot you can complain about at this point. Sure there is. Oh, really? Because I'm not going to Whole Foods like a millennial or some you know green grocer. That I'm not or you can just go to a fucking produce. real grocery store, you moron. It is a real grocery store. No, it's store. not. It's like discount Absolutely. garbage food. 
No, it's not. It's like, oh, here, here's the stuff that no, fell off the back of the truck. That's why it's see, five cents. Is, see, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. A Walmart Supercenter is every bit the grocery store that a, that a Loblaws or a Sobeys or, you know, a Food Lion or anything is. Every bit is every bit the same. Well, you buy your box like, stuff and like your bagged stuff all at Walmart. That's cool, but like meat and produce, I would not buy from a Walmart. Well, that's because you have a very bourgeois sensibility that you know you would look down upon these things. They're, they actually have like, like food basics. Like we're not asking a lot here. Walmart super centers are like really well stocked, and actually they have very good food. Oh yeah, the food's course, so good you have to complain about their avocados. Well, their avocados were subpar, and I need to let them know. I expect a little bit more from them. So, when you if say- anything, I would expect Walmart groceries to be better because there's more WalMarts around the, uh, around North America than just about any other major company, and so they should have these problems worked out already. Or they've monopolized the business and don't have to care. But they haven't monopolized the business because there's a lot of other places one could buy their groceries. But they're not superstores. Yeah, you also can't buy low quality jeans next to it. George, okay, but that's, high quality. That's, okay, okay. their clothing being low quality is, is, is another question. But their food is absolutely, absolutely as good as anywhere else's. I don't know. You know I, I, I don't think, you, go I think you've smoked so clothing. much and drank so much coffee that you just don't taste anything anymore. No, that's not, I, have a, I have an incredibly discriminating palate. Yes, with, with, sh- with shopping with your produce and meat at Walmart, eating your hungry man dinners off paper plates. I, I'm sure that styrofoam at the bottom or the paper at the bottom really meshes in with the meat well. Oh, it doesn't affect it at all. Or like when you use a that's, knife to cut your steak and just cut through cut a the plate. on a paper plate. <laughs> well, obviously I did. Uh, all right, fine. Laugh it up. Ha, 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 I did ha, have ha, a friend who didn't eat a whole lot of steak. And I invited him over to my place one time, and he picked up the steak on his fork and started eating it. That's how Tim like, eats. Off the fork. Tim is not I refined not whatsoever. He is the type I of person that would cut his steak, not man. on the back of his fork, but with the front of his fork. Like a member of the proletariat. Right, Tim? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not bougie. Put it that way. You're like I the bougiest person in the world. You wear no, jaunty chapeaus. Yeah, you wear jaunty chapeaus <laughs> and use terms like bougie and proletariat. The fact that you know what that I mean, means I, makes you pretty bougie. But I understand the, the interests of the people, and I know what the people like, and I try my best to stoop down and live the way the people are living so that I can understand their way of life. Again, like, the fact that you that, feel that, like you need to stoop down to their level really makes you, <laughs> in, at least in your mind, the cut above them. <laughs> I don't think that way at all. Really? By, based on what you just said, that's the way it goes. I have, I have deep respect for the way the people live. I'm a fan of the way that people live. I'm, a fa- I'm for them. No, you don't. You, you, this entire show is about you complaining about how people act and live. Well, there are certain people who need to be re- or, uh, have to have their, their behavior corrected. But most, I mean, I'm speaking for, I think, the common experience of most people and what would annoy most people. It's mainly just you. What annoys you? Okay, but again, I think I'm the, the tribune of the common man. Well, we have, we have specific all the examples show. of the common people man we frequ- can get to. People frequently say, you know, Tim is the, is the man of the people. He is for the common man. He's for me. Like, you know, let the people speak for themselves. Most people that tell you that, now may, I think most people pick up on this, and maybe you don't. I don't know why. I think they're being sarcastic. No, I don't think that they are. I think that they I are. I think they understand that I'm for them. No, I, I don't think they do. 
I think they hear the horrifying yeah. way that you live your life. Use that as an example. It's like you're picking anything. It's like when you pick something and people just pick the opposite. I think that's what people are doing with this show. They're hearing how you live and deciding to themselves they want to live the opposite way. Listen, if that's what they want to do, so be it. You know, I can't stop them, but I'm, I'm giving – I tell hard truths to a world that needs it. So in a way, Tim is cursing his own livelihood. Yes. Interesting. It begets itself. All right. We have a viewer question here. This one comes in from Kyle Blank. Tim, I want your take on people who take their shoes off or keep their shoes on when entering a household. You should always take your shoes off unless the host explicitly tells you not to. I 100% That's agree. just common yep. courtesy. Now, you get into dicey areas at nicer places when you have either, like, marble or hardwood floors as opposed to carpet. I, I see people wearing shoes on carpet all the time. I don't quite understand that. Like, that makes I have really no cool. idea. You should always, your, your default assumption should be, I must remove my shoes. And unless the host specifically says, oh, no, don't, you don't need to worry about that or don't do that, then, then that's fine. Then you don't have to. But otherwise, you are a pig to wear about your shoes inside somebody's house. You know, think how dirty the ground is and how dirty the outside is that you've been walking and trudging around on. Not, you know, not that you were, like, stepping in mud or anything, but just the outside world is dirty and full of germs and grossness. And so you don't want to track that all around a person's house without their permission. Gary, do you have another question? I think, pretty, I think it's uncontroversial. Yeah, um, actually, uh, Kyle Blank asked many questions. One that really made me sort of laugh, and I'm very curious to see Tim's take on parenting. At what age should a parent give their child a cell phone we know how you feel about cell phones in general tim so this could be an interesting question well what kind of cell phone a smartphone or just a regular cell phone? all it's, cell phones it's, are, it's hard phone. to find a non-smartphone tim, it's at this 2017 point. everyone unless they've had their phone for 10 years has a smartphone now you can still buy at many convenience stores and grocery stores yes if you're a, if you're avon barksdale and you're trying to get burner phones <laughs> for your criminal <laughs> enterprise sure if you're using children as your drug mules sure I wouldn't want my son or daughter to have a cell phone until they were 14, 15. What about with the way things are going these days with the cameras and the Snapchats and the and the texts and the tweets? I don't think I want my child to be exposed to that whole crazy. Wouldn't you world want of all street. the children of the world though to access your Twitter account where you bring the funny? Like I'm very concerned about the next generation of people growing up just addicted to being on screens all the time. Like, that their entire world, which is something else will get written down here, is just because everywhere I go now, everyone is taking pictures of the thing they're at instead of actually looking at the thing they're at. You've already, you've you've talked about this you, you've already ranted about this. Oh, have I? I feel yeah. like Marenzi now. <laughs> just covering over. If you had taken a picture of the rant, you would have remembered. Fair enough. Well, I'm very concerned about someone's entire life being lived through the intermediary of the screen. So there's no way I would let a child have a cell phone before i 13 at the at the youngest any any younger you're just asking for trouble okay what if it wasn't a cell phone what if it was just an ipad how you once claimed that 90 percent of people in the world had ipads i mean ipads would be fine but it would be the sort of thing i'd have to control like they could have ipad time for an hour or two in the evening but that's it like they could i would not allow my son or daughter to be on their ipad constantly all day and all night that that i would not allow i think but, uh, you know in short in short bursts that would be fine I, I think, in theory, that sounds like a really good idea. However, if you put your kids into the position where they're not familiar with this sort of stuff, yep. they're going to be at a greater disadvantage 
when they do start growing up and everyone else has complete control of the technology and they don't. It would be like today if you couldn't type. Like everyone yeah. knows how to type today. And, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. Like even when I like, I remember being like the 10th grade and taking keyboarding class. Yeah. Where you basically yeah, so do I. I still I took, should I have keyboarding class too. Yeah, but you just are assumed to know that now because everyone uses computers and everyone has that. You don't think, need to teach that. I think that you're anymore. right, but there, there has to be a happy medium between being comfortable and knowledgeable with the technology and being glued to it at all times. Well, I mean, that's a tricky balance, though, isn't it? It is a balance, and it's one that a parent has to make uh, carefully and, and, and thoughtfully. But the answer just letting your kid be on the iPad or iPhone all the time, 24-7, uh, I, I think that, that has to be overkill, and that, that, that can't be allowed, or ought not to be. I mean, I got a phone at 13, I want to say. Yeah, I got a phone at 17, a peanut phone. Yeah, I, I had a QWERTY phone throughout high school. Like, oh, I, I, I got, I got a QWERTY phone. Yeah, what is a QWERTY phone? The slide phone where they had the keyboard. You had to slide it out. Oh, like, like, a, like a Razor? Oh. Yeah, it was basically like a, a Razor. But it was, I think it was a Samsung. But I, I bought my first smartphone when I was like 18, I think. Okay. But, I, but again, we, Pat, I was Pat probably the last the, sort of... Like my generation was probably the first generation who had access to an advanced level phone when I was 11 or 12. As a teenager. Yeah. At least. So, I, I mean, I do see kids with phones at like 7 or 8, and I, I don't see the point. But, but who do they call it? I think, it's, I think <laughs> parents justify it in their minds as this is a way to track my child. This is a way that I can call my child They're at any point. They're probably texting all but... their friends. Kids don't – I bet you they don't even call anybody. It's all texting. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that, no, I'm saying the parents justify it though, is it's a way to oh, track yeah, your course, child. Oh, yeah, of course, of course they do. It's like if I need to get a hold of my child, blah blah. blah that, of course, that's how they justify it. But the phone is used 99.9 percent of the time uh, to text and Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff. Are you gonna watch the Emoji Movie, Tim? No, I can't bring my. I'm not gonna watch that. There's too many other good movies. Like, there's a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, which I'm so fired up for that I, I don't want to think about any other movies until it comes out. What is it? Dunkirk. What is it? Dunkirk better be awesome. It, it better it be. Like gonna, the last couple of war be. movies have been have, very underwhelming. But Christopher Nolan is, I, you know, he, he's an excellent director, and I like his movies. And so I have, the bar is set incredibly high for this flick. And so if it isn't everything I want it to be, I am going to be furious. <laughs> I have very, very high expectations. This better be awesome. W- will you write him great a, actors, a good cast in it. Will you write him a letter if it does not meet your expectations? No, but I'll probably come on a podcast and rant about it and give it some bad press. Well, let's get some, man some bad press. press. <laughs> yeah, well, as a man of the people, I will give a movie review if I like it. Well, I mean, if we're going to approach the subject of Christopher Nolan, let's talk Christopher Nolan movies for a second. Tim, what is your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Anybody who says anything but dark, The Dark Knight is just trolling. That's not they true. That's that. not true at all. That, they are just saying that to be hip. The Dark Knight is one of the best five movies of the of the two thousands, and so if you have to it's find good. another, sure, it just it's not is. my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. You Memento it's Man, everybody's favorite Memento. Christopher Nolan movie. No, it's not. It's it not. Is. It's clearly not everyone's favorite. It's not my favorite. It so how could it be? It, so I, I'm not. A, I'm not included as a part of. To everyone? be fair, his exit poll was one person, <laughs> and it was reporting hundred percent certainty that Dark Knight was everyone's favorite movie. You are just movie. trolling if you. Oh, because you want, like you like the Dark Knight Rises better. No, I don't. No, 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 no. no, no, no one's no. saying that. It's the best of the three, definitively. Yeah, I, I listen. No, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I do like Batman Begins. Dark Knight is better. 
Dark Knight Rises is the worst of the three. Yeah. I actually I like all three of them. I like most Christopher Nolan movies, but I think my favorite Christopher Nolan movie that I can like rewatch and that I really like is The Prestige. The Prestige is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fine movie. It's not as good as The Dark Knight. It's yeah, it is. Anyway. I'll just watch the... Dark the Knight uh... is... Well, Tim, you only like movies that have budgets over $200 million. We know this. <laughs> you, you, you can't like movies that are just a bit smaller in stature. It's true. Almost all the movies I see these days are blockbusters. <laughs> but I think... But, I... like, The Dark Knight... The Dark Knight changed the Oscars. That's how important that movie was. Like, that's the reason now there's more than five Yeah, but five you, pictures. You, you put so much faith into, like, what the Oscars are up to. Like, who cares? Well, the, but the, it, was, it, was, it was the fact that the Oscars didn't have that movie as one of its uh, five uh, uh, movies that year, which changed everything, which changed their rankings. Because, yeah, that was the, that was, that's the best post-9-11 movie about America. It just is. Like, there's, I, I find you'd be, you'd be at your... You'd be, it'd be really hard to come up with a movie that's more emblematic of sort of the George W. Bush post-9-11 or, uh, description of what America is like and what liberty is like in a world of, of surveillance. It's just, I don't know. I think you got to watch a little movie, movie called in... Loose Change, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Get woke, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I'm also tired of people telling me to get woke. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I have three degrees in political science. The reason I'm not woke is because I'm aware of what woke is and want nothing to do with it. So <laughs> say, oh, you know, I don't care. I don't care if you're woke or how you got woke. Just that you stay woke. It's like no, being woke is awful. You know, these are the people. It's just Tim's what? main takeaway from two the Matrix three... was, damn it, he really should have taken the blue pill. <laughs> like two or th- two or three weeks ago, uh, Gal Gadot's husband had a t-shirt on and a photo that said my wife is is like the, the biggest like the best superhero or whatever and like multiple tweet people tweeted at him that's very degrading to other women to say your wife is the best type of like that's the t- like some people have to be so goddamn awful and you know that the wokeism is destroying our political culture you know no one can have fun anymore nothing can be a joke everything has to be a grievance and a political concern Stop telling me to – people, stop telling me to get woke. I am never getting woke. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like the 50-minute mark of every show that we do Really together. hits we, a stride. We, we really get into it here. So you don't want to be woke. You don't want people telling you what to do or how to live. But this entire show is about you telling people how to live properly. I'm just trying to give them tips on better ways to live. And, no – it's like saying the prestige is better than the Dark Knight. Like, prestige, you know I like the prestige more than I like the Dark Knight. I don't know how you can. What? Over <laughs> baloney to steak. Like, I, I think I would go like prestige. I think I would go prestige. I would go memento than Dark Knight. Those would be my three favorite Christopher and Nolan movies. And then the Inception sound and loop for two hours. Yeah, I, if we're just isolating parts of movies, two Christopher Nolan things I really like is three things that I really like. One, Teddy from Memento. I love Teddy from Memento. You can't believe his lies. Can't do it. Again. The, the Inception. Picking Whoa. Memento ahead of the Dark Knight.
slapping yourself in the face? No, I was congested my throat. I was trying to clear my throat. <laughs> okay, we can move on from that. Show. All right, so we have... What was your third thing? Uh, the, the third thing would be the Bane voice. I was sure. born in the shadows. <laughs> you merely adopted them. Those are my three favorite things for Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, I know that none of that involves the prestige. Just as a, my, I was going to say, none of that involves a movie that you actually don't like better than The Dark Knight. But you, like, well, I'm, I, I'm really isolating three very specific things about these like two and a half hour long yeah, movies. None of them also included The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, which is, again, Dark Knight is his, is his masterpiece. He will never do anything as good as The Dark Knight. And nothing he's done before will ever come close to the Dark Knight. It just is. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that the Dark Knight was more influential. It was. That doesn't make necessarily make it better, and that doesn't necessarily mean I have to like it more. I have very specific tastes about movies. I like the Prestige. I the ending of the Prestige. Yeah, we, ha- we is have different tastes. So in good. I have some. And both feature your main man, Michael Caine. <laughs> they certainly well. Michael Caine's in a lot of his movies. It's in Inception too. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Inception. I suspect, although I don't know it to be the, the case, I suspect he'll just be in Dunkirk. Wait, where is Maybe he Maybe he'll play Winston Churchill or something. He's, a, he's Leo's dad, isn't he? He's like Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in years, and you know what? I have zero interest in watching that movie. I, I think Inception was one of those movies that you wanted to see once and yeah. not return And to. we did. We got fired up to go see it in the theater, and then we thought it was great, and then I never thought about it again. And our friend Tim Butts was worried that after the movie came out that there was going to be a lot of Inception-related suicides for people that thought yeah, that they were incepted. Taking... That's, that's not necessarily the worst thing to worry about. He just assumed people would be taking headers off buildings to prove whether they've been incepted or not. He still believes that's happening, but the government's covering it up. <laughs> <laughs> Insomnia? Eh, Okay. There's nothing wrong with that movie. It's okay. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... You listen, as much as I was ragging on you about The Prestige or whatever, I actually think, I think it's a good movie. Uh, you know, I like Interstellar. It's probably not as good as Gravity, but I liked it. Uh, it's too long. You know, the Memento was fine. Memento uh, is excellent. It's a good movie. It's, again, sometimes un- unnecessarily weird. What? There's nothing but a good weird movie. about that movie. Oh, no. That's Name a one thing. normal movie. I don't believe your lies, Tim. You're like Teddy. Well, like, the movie is shot from the middle, and then it works itself backwards and forwards. Well, no. The parts that are in black and white play out chronologically, and the rest of the movie goes scene by scene in reverse chronological order. Okay. Well, I'm like, why can't we just watch a movie from start to finish? Because that's an interesting concept. And do you not like Pulp Fiction? Yeah, okay, but Pulp Fiction was cool, and they did it, and now let's move along. <laughs> it's been done once. It was perfected. We're done with it. Yeah, I'm more of like a Clint Eastwood type of movie watcher that I like that sort of workman, get you in, get you out, entertain you for an hour and 25 minutes, and then you're done. If a movie is more than 90 minutes, it ain't worth my time. Listen, for the most, listen, I I can tolerate long movies, but oftentimes the shorter the better. I was going to say, you just said you liked Interstellar. Which is what I said. There are occasions when long movies are called for. Wolf of Wall Street, right? Maybe it's 30 minutes too long, long. but still it's a long movie. I will go to my grave saying Wolf of Wall Street was too long. I had fun. But it, it is. It is. Long. I think everyone thinks it's a little too long. I mean, I, I don't know where I would cut, but surely there was a half no, hour you could. We've had this discussion knock, before. Knock Pat thinks it was perfectly le- the right length. I do. Yeah. But you, you know, everything. Almost everything is better a little shorter. I, I tend to agree with that. I think that most things could be cut down by about twenty percent, cuss quarter included. But 
this is just the way it is. But we power through. Yeah, we power through again, and we, we really get to it. We we hit the climax at the end, as you should, so it's all good. We don't have a denou what is it? A, a de- denouement? A denouement? Probably. A denouement? It's just the after the cuss corner all bonus right. where we just laugh. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with the Deluxe Draft Package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code free radio at checkout for a very special discount. Okay, Tim, how about this? What is your take on people who cut your hair and try to talk to you while they do it? That comes from Ash Sanders. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate why the hairdresser has to do that because A, they're looking for tips. How about and Barber? B, let's, let's go with Barber for a men's haircut. Tim, you want to talk about back to your being manly? Why don't you go to a barber, not a hairdresser? I cannot recall the last time I went to a barber, to be perfectly frank. I don't mind them talking to me, but, you know, it has to be very just sort of like bland conversation. I don't want to get into a a deep life discussion with somebody who I probably have never seen before and may never see again. See, I like consistency with my barbers. I like to find Yeah, I mean, I do too. And then I like to continue to go to that person over and over if they cut my hair properly. Well, I get a pretty simple haircut that it's hard to screw up my haircut no matter who. Gabe's yelling at me. Yeah, something's a setup. Um, barbers. Before we leave, I wanted to talk about Oreos because I'm annoyed by Oreos. All right, well, we'll get to that Chinese in a second. I, I want to I mean, finish on this barber people thing. people were mean to me. Chinese people were mean to you? Yeah, well, we can talk about that later, too. Is that why you didn't pick any Asian people to win the U.S. Open? No, no. Just, was, that, was that a couple last week or whatever? When I, before I left, I went to the – because I thought to go to the mall for – Wait, are the Oreo and Asian thing connected? No, they're separate okay. food. All right, we'll save those for a second. Things I really want to get to. I, I have a point okay, to make ahead. about barbers. I think Uber drivers uh, fall under the same category as well. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that barbers and drivers or whatever service you're doing, you need to be able to judge whether the passenger actually wants to converse with you. Yeah. If I get into the mm-hmm. back, if Agreed. I get, if I get into the back of an Uber with giant headphones on, I will take them off and be like, yeah, "Here's where I'm going. Like, yes, I am Pat. This is my thing," and I put them back on. I don't want to insert engaging conversations important to do by the way what i got into the wrong 100%. uber a couple days ago I, I got into the wrong uber too so that's probably why they check but did they just, drive you back to the place you started no i was so mad i was halfway to my place I'm just drop me off here i can walk the rest of the way he's like no i gotta take you all the way back oh that sucks but it's the same with barbers if i'm giving you very short one word answers with yeah, something don't want to talk to you yeah I, I i don't want to have a chat while you're cutting my hair just cut my hair like some of these places i go to around here where i've been trying to find a barber they take like an hour to cut my hair my hair should take seven minutes to cut. Yeah. Now, if you cut out story time in between and talk to me about, like, all the fly haircuts that you've seen and your terrible haircut, then, you know, it's going to take an hour to do it. Just shut up, cut my hair, and be on my way. Well, there you go. You will get a better tip by not talking to me than trying to get me into a conversation I don't want to have. Is that a scary thing, though, when your barber walks over and they have a terrible haircut themselves? No. Yes. Not, not really. I guess because they couldn't have physically yes, cut their own is. hair? Yeah. 
It's, it's like I always preferred bald barbers. They have such a, a longing for your own. Yeah, hair. they have such a passion for hair that for they hair? they have none. Yet they still want to work in the follicle business. The skinny <laughs> chef. Yeah, like the skinny chef. Okay. Or or I guarantee. the the only way that doesn't work out is if you have the fat personal trainer. Then it's real yeah. suspect. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I went to the gym on Sunday, and the person working behind the desk was, let's just say, that person had a bay window. Oh, okay. Well, that's why they're behind and the desk. It yeah, occurred to me that. Are they a personal trainer? But it's like, I don't think so. But then what does you know, it they're matter? They're working at a health, they're working at a, at a health club, and they're rather, rather large. I just thought it was strange. That's all. No, no judgment. I'm, I'm rather, I'm rather portly myself. So no judgment. But I just thought it was, I thought it was strange. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing, though. You know, you put a very like happy face on the gym because I think, I think one thing a lot of overweight people struggle with when they go to the gym is that they feel like they're going to be judged when they go to the gym by all the attractive people there. So, you know, you put a nice, rotund face on your operation, and then you get people in the door. Oh, make them feel comfortable. It's more welcoming. I have no time for people to judge people at the gym, by the way. I don't like it. And I they're go, there. That's, the a, that's most the, of the battle. Exactly. No matter how big a person is, they're at the gym trying to, to, to improve themselves and better themselves. Yeah. If anything, you should be, you should be complimenting them. Gym. If it sucks. Yeah, we go to the same gym. Yeah. yeah. And it is probably the most judgy, attractive gym there is. I'm probably well, you, you Toronto, and I are probably it's Toronto. You and I are probably like the people least judge in everybody. shape people at the gym. Yeah, Everyone, it's like every ski villain movie or every ski movie villain <laughs> from like the mid '80s goes to this gym. And the outfits at these gyms are just out of this world. People are spending a lot but of money on these. Yeah, outfits. there's some like design. It's, yeah. it's weird stuff. I also eat that. I also don't like people who All wear hats a when they work and a pair of shorts. I like a good hat. I don't like I, a hat. I just thought my headphones I, fit I better when say, I wear a hat. I wear a ball cap when I'm doing cardio. Because I will, the sweat will get in my eyes. Other words, otherwise, you should wear a headband. I, I, I wear goggles. Wear... Yeah, you should wear running goggles, like Horace Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I used to try to wear headbands, but my head is pretty big, and so like headbands are uncomfortable. So I wear a ball cap, uh, like an old ball cap that, and it's just it's good for. That's why I wear it. That it does help. But like I see people, like all they're doing is arm curls anyway. Basically, they Don't got like, they got like the spandex compression pants underneath of their shorts. Yeah, you're not exactly. You're not in the Tour de France. You're not training to go to the Olympics. You're just working out. Like, calm, calm down. T-shirt, pair of shorts, that's all you need. I can't believe I'm with him on this. But I, I'm with yeah. him on this. I just feel like a certain subsection of people yeah. try to, like, Those pick up at the gym. Pe- so it's become... They're, being, pe- they're that- being peacocks, what they are. It, well, I mean, listen, part of the reason to go to the gym is so you can peacock around. That's, that's, yeah. that's one of the main yeah. reasons that people go to the gym to begin with. That's like, when bad, you're in shape going to the gym, sure, you're to to doing the it gym. to maintain that shape, but you're also doing it to show people, hey, look how good shape I'm in. Yeah. That's so, a bad reason to go to the gym. That's, that's why people go to the gym, though. No, they, most people go to the gym just to stay healthy. No, most people go to the gym for sheer vanity reasons. No, I do not. I that's do why not the walls are mirrors. Yeah. True. Why do you not, do not think, think that's any true? Bit of that's true. You don't think, think any bit just is go there to maintain their health? I don't think. I'm sure. Listen, I have no question or doubt. Sorry, that there are some people that go there for purely vain reasons. But I'm sure the preponderance of people who go to the gym go there just to be healthy and just to keep up physical health or to get into shape if they are not in shape. I'd say that's 80 to 90% of the people. Then there's that ten, that loud 10% of people who are there to show off and to impress. And then, you know, that's you know to each his own. But I'm just saying I don't think that's that's the common reason people go to the gym. I would f- inverse that. Yeah, I would. I would, I, I would say numbers. it's probably like 80% vain people going to the gym just trying to look better. 20 people are really there for their actual health. And vain people care about their health. It's just a subsidiary reason. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah. 
Like, the reason I go to the gym is to appear better looking. I, I don't really care how good my cardio is. I just have really good cardio because that's what I end up doing. Tim, tell us about Oreos. Well, I mean, so the orig- this original point was not my own. I was listening to a podcast where people were complaining about new Oreos. And they said that any Oreo that isn't the regular Oreo is a disaster and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, that's too stringent. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that when you go to the store now, things that are being sold as Oreos don't even count as Oreos anymore. Like there was this one I saw the other day, which was a key lime pie Oreo where the cookie was graham crackers and the middle was key lime flavor. Like that's not an Oreo anymore. Like nothing about that is an Oreo. Or like this new this new fireworks Oreo, which has like crackly candy in the ice icing, or these pump or these like cinnamon roll Oreos, or these waffle flavored Oreos. Like Oreo is probably the best store cookie a person can have. I think you have it'd be really hard to come up with a better tasting, more like marvelous cookie than the Oreo. It's it's after the stand-up taco, it might be the greatest invention of the 20th century. And Oreos have... Uh, so to, to monkey around with that formula is pretty tough. The double-stuffed Oreos, was, was even though they're good, that, that was the start of the problem by sort of monkeying around with what an Oreo is supposed to be. But I have no problem with the double-stuffed ones. I can even kind of tolerate the golden ones because the icing in the middle is the same. But that's about it. All these other Oreos out there need to get... And why are Oreo boxes the way they are now? When we were growing up, they had that, like, plastic thing at the top where you took off, like, you'd un- you open it from the top and then reseal it with, like, the, the plastic clip. Now there's just this pull-away plastic tab that has, like, a little sticky thing in it, and it makes it impossible because the opening isn't big enough. It makes it impossible for you to get your hand into the into the corners of the box to get a cookie. you got to, like fight and fiddle around to get your cookie out where you know we used to just be able to slide them in and slide them out it was so much more convenient now if these new oreos aren't really oreos are they still sandwiches oh well they're sandwich cookies and they are still sandwich cookies but like a graham cracker or a graham cracker uh top and bottom with key lime icing like who in god's name thinks that's an oreo it isn't or the red velvet one with a cream cheese icing like, that's just a cookie with the word Oreo stamped on it. It's not an Oreo anymore. That's, it's, it, it can't be good. It is monstrous because it is playing with, like I said, like the, one of the best possible cookies you can buy. It, it's a, Oreo is like an amazing accomplishment. And it's, it's just, you know, everywhere in the world has Oreos. You know, Oreo is one of those words like Coke that no matter where you go, everyone knows what it is and everyone likes them. Well, it's a so Coke for, machine thing. I think, I think it depends on what part of town you go to and ask them for Coke, what you're going to get, Tim. <laughs> okay, Coca-Cola. Sorry, let me say that. Then. You know, it's one, of the, it's, like one of those, it's one of the very, very few universal brands where anywhere you go on planet Earth, people know what that is. And so I just, you know, you go to the grocery store now, when you're buying your cookies, and what you see is just a cacophony of things that aren't Oreos, and then regular Oreos, and like thin Oreos with like less icing. Like, for God's sake, if you're going to have an Oreo, have an Oreo. You don't need 30% less calorie or have a regular Oreo. Like, don't torment your skews. You'll probably end up having five of those instead of like three regular Oreos. 
And by the way, three is the perfect number for Oreos. You should never have any more or any fewer than three. Three is the number. Now you Throw said Monty Python actually. <laughs> but but you said that these new Oreos can't be good. So you're passing judgment without, can't without ever having them. Like I bought the cinnamon roll ones once, like two months ago, and I ate three, and I hated them, and I turfed them. I love and that he, he did not like them, but still had to eat three because three is the number. Well, like you got to try it's a, a couple, magic right? number. Well, I was thinking of that the, the the holy hand grenade from Monty Python. Three is the number you shall have. You shall not count to two, nor shall you count to four. Like you know that 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 whole scene. Do people know that movie? Yeah, yeah, the holy I think so. Sure, why not? They know it more than they know Life okay. of Brian. I think so many I, Monty Python movies ended up on Netflix like in the last. Oh, year. did they? I didn't know. So that. yeah, Life of Brian. Me, I don't think and the Knights say me. I I have a giant Life of Brian poster <laughs> at my house. It's awesome. Honk if you Isn't love it Brian. Biggest dickus. From Wolm? It's like, you're going to be in real trouble if you say Halibut again. Real trouble? <laughs> How much more trouble could it be? And I get it. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. <laughs> All right, finally, finish oh. off with your uh, last story here. So, last week, yeah, it was last week, because uh, it was a, week, a couple days before I left. I went to, because every now and then I want to shake it up. And I actually kind of like going to mall food courts for supper sometimes because there's such a variety of stuff that, you know, you go to a regular restaurant, you're sort of stuck when you go there. Like, you have to stay there once you get seated. But when you go to the mall food court, you have so many options. You can stand there for a couple of minutes and choose. And so I, I'm not going to name the name of the company because I don't need to. But Is I, it Manchu Walk? I'm not going to say where I went, but I wanted Chinese food. And I ordered. There's only one uh, food court. get which is the chicken balls and uh, ginger, or sort of the honey garlic chicken, and the ginger and the chicken balls and some rice, and they, they were scooping up. The lady put five chicken balls on my plate, then realized halfway through that was too many, and she took one off. Said, "Oh, you're only supposed to get four chicken balls." I just about lost it. I was like, "Okay, I appreciate that the order is supposed to only be four, but like, you can't take food off my plate once you put it there." Like, come on. What kind of service is that? Okay, you made a mistake. It's like that time you got seven nugs at McDonald's once. Like, it's just, that's how it goes. It's a, it's a good break for you. So I was so, it ruined my whole meal. Because all I could think about was that I was being shortchanged of a chicken ball I deserve. Because they made the mistake. What is it to them that they put an extra chicken ball on my plate? That's no great ordeal. Now, I have to say, this place has excellent Chinese food. It's some of the best in Canada. Uh, and, you know, oftentimes you find some of the best food at mall uh, food courts, which is why they're there. Cause lots your of your, the your mall, hot lots take of... is that the best food exists at mall food courts? Some of the best food in this country you find at mall food courts. I, I'm going to throw quality. a big eh into that. No, it, it, it's really good. Like, Is it as good as the food at Chili's? Chili's is Chili's one of the balls. finest dining establishments in the world. There are some malls that have a Chili's, but of course it's like attached to the mall, not in the mall sort of thing. Uh, Chili's is great. I've never had a bad meal at Chili's. Everything there is delicious. It's cheap. It's affordable. You can bring your family. Uh, the food is, is delicious. Uh, it, it's, just a, it's just a great restaurant. There's, there's really nothing to be critical about Chili's. But I was so angry at this Chinese food place for taking it. Has that ever happened to you where someone's taken food off your plate when they realize they've given you too much? Well, people see that it's TV's Pat Mayo and just give me more. Oh, well, I mean, okay. Well, not all of us have that benefit. Well, I mean, Some that, of us have to live that, that's, that that's their life. life. I try not to eat at even fast food restaurants where you can see them putting the food on the plate. Oh, you want to see that, though. Do you? 
Like, yeah, even at a KFC, like they go behind the thing, and I'm like, okay, it's probably best. I don't know what's going on back there. Oh, I don't agree. Like, this, one of the best things about Subway is you get to see your sandwich being made in front of you. And you get you to see exactly them not cut it the old way like you want. Well, you know, okay, you want, do you want to talk about that? Well, we don't have a lot of time. Okay, well, Subway used to cut subs the old way, and the old way was they would cut a, a trough or a V out of the top of the sub. And it didn't really matter for most types of sub, but the meatball sub, you need to cut the old way because the sauce goes in all directions when you're trying to eat it when it's cut the way it is now across the side. But the old way, it kept everything inside the bread. And a few times, you know, occasionally you do get uh, people at Subway, when you ask for them to cut it the old way for you, they'll do it. But sometimes you get looked at like you have four heads when you say, can you cut my sub the old way? And it that, makes that... the meatball sub tough to order because if it's not cut the old way, it's impossible to eat. That's also because I think they got rid of cutting it the old way at least 10 years ago. So most, I don't know when it was. Most of the people that work at Subway now would not have ever gone to a Subway. Well, they would have ever had the old way. So why the hell would they know what it is? I can explain to them what it is. That they'll just say, oh, instead of just saying, oh, no, I can't do that. Also, what are you doing? Brand. It's mine. You, doesn't going, doesn't ordering a meatball sub at Subway defeat the purpose of going to Subway? No. Like, no one goes to Subway because Subway's delicious. Subway is delicious. No, no it's not. Subway is awesome. Subway is one of the best fast food restaurants there are. I love Subway. Uh, I Subway could punch me in the face when I walked into the store and when I walked out of the store, and it wouldn't cut down my Subway uh, trips one bit. I love that place. Aren't it's they the fresh, first like mainstream restaurant to use the like pop machines though? And they well, have Pepsi. You know, this, yeah, they do have Pepsi. Yeah, well, that is unfortunate. They have Pepsi, but I don't. But you can I, I, all I get is a, all I get is a sandwich there now. I just get my sandwich, and that's it. Your meatball sandwich? You get meatball sandwiches? I don't know what, what you're criticizing me for. I've seen you eat meatball sandwiches. I probably had. I think you've seen me eat a meatball sandwich. At least one, and I'm sure it's been more than one. It's you not, because I, I, I always get the same thing every time that I go to Subway. I always like to get the spicy Italian. I, I try to get money. whatever, like, the, the chi- sub of the day or is the or whatever. chicken breast. No, I always get the uh, the roasted chicken or the teriyaki chicken. Yeah, that's the heated it. up chicken breast, that's a good one, too. I mean, I go to Subway, like, once every day. Yeah, it's, it's not an option. It's when I'm ever. in, oh, no, in, like in a hurry and just got off the Subway. Like, what's quick? I feel like um, anywhere you can Subway find a Subway, it, you can find a fast food restaurant that's better. Yeah. So. The Subway's, again, it's good food. Well, it's if you not, want to feign that you're eating healthy, I guess that's the one. That's the reason to go there. Yeah. And it's really healthy. You can make it really healthy for you. It depends on which sub you want, what you put on it. But you can have a very healthy meal at Subway if you do it the right way. There's a lot of bread. Yeah, but you can get a flatbread where there's actually not that much bread to it, and you can get the whole wheat breads, which are actually perfectly good for you, or you can get the bad ones. You know, it's up to you. You can choose the type you want, but if you do it the right way and you don't load it up with it's a bunch like of different took sauces, those your I, I find you never made it into a restaurant. I find you can't even. I can't find you can't even take taste the cheese at Subway anyway, so I don't even get it. And uh, anyway, Subway's great. I, I know I sometimes I sound like a corporate show on this show, but mm-hmm. like I can't help it. This is these are the places that I frequent. Blockbuster movies and chain restaurants with Tim and August. Tim and August. That is not my name. I heard it was your name. Well, you heard lies. Well, it's what? the name you gave to the lady at Subway. Yeah, yeah. No, Tim gives people weird names like Thor on his Starbucks cups. <laughs> I should start telling them my name is Gary to see how they spell it. Yeah, that's that my. That's one of my bigger pet peeves: is people who have their name misspelt on cups and take pictures. Like, I give a fuck. <laughs> 
I feel like it happens I to you totally all the time. Well, I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I don't order things that have my name on it all that often. Boo. Also, I tend to just say I'm Gary because it's a name that's easy to pronounce. Because you're right. like, call me Gary. But people have to realize, and that you know, a lot of people have worked at some point in the service industry. It's, not Tim. At, at some some level of the service industry. Either way, you have to understand that that's not for you. That's so they can get you the thing you wanted. If you're holding the thing that you ordered, it's done. It's over. The name that they misspelt did its purpose. Stop going, oh my god, they put like three E's in my name. That's crazy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, that is, that's a hot take. I love it. Tim once worked in the service industry. He sold jewelry. That's true. <laughs> Interesting. Many moons ago. D- did you also know that Tim's a gold bug? I don't know that. T- Tim, can you, tell the people, can you tell the people what a gold bug is, please? Someone who believes the gold standard is what we necess- we need to go back to and fix our money towards. We've done Plus, this. We We're only on the, the sixth cusp corner, and we've done this already. I didn't think that was on a cusp no, corner. Yeah. I think it was. Oh, was it? It was not. It was no. It was not. In fact, oh, wasn't? Let's, let's hold it. Let's hold it back for the next one because I can go on a twenty-minute rant about the the gold standard, and I don't want to waste it. All right. So gold bugs coming up on the next cusp corner. Cusp corner. It's cusp corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes He should be President of the United States But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner Cuss Corner, hee 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 Corner, Top Cat Corner, The People's Corner The People's Corner? Yeah, because what I'm doing is speaking for the people so the people know what not to do. The people being large businesses. Yeah, l- large <laughs> corporations. Except for Wendy's. Yeah, except, <laughs> except for Wendy's. <laughs> All right, that'll do it on Cuss Corner. Gary, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Gary and Thorne. You can follow Tim at Tim Andercust, as always. At Tim Anderson 87. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter.